When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the carnia side. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says you want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 279 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here with you on Monday, November 14th. It is the start of awards week. Today is going to be the Rookie of the Year awards. No Padres are involved in that, so I'm not going to have like a reaction thing to that. So I wanted to come on early today. I don't figure this to be a heavy news day. Um, sorry in the back there, but my dryer just continued. Uh, it wasn't on when I started this, so I apologize for that. Hopefully you can hear me. Uh, I still have my iPad here and I'm doing that on here because, okay, it stopped. Good. Um, cause my laptop is still being repaired, uh, or it needs to be picked up. Uh, but a lot to talk about today. Jim Bowden, he predicted a couple things, Padre related stuff. Uh, with Anthony Rizzo and the position Fernando Tatis Jr. will play. Uh, John Morosi had an update on Kodai Senga. We'll get to that. Matt Baskurgeon, he brought up something today on MLB Network's Hot Stove, which was kind of interesting. It didn't look like he was just throwing it out there. It looked like someone was feeding him information about Ronald Acuna Jr. Uh, so we'll get to that. Him maybe not being very happy there. 
Uh, and Dennis Lynn, he went on the Darren Smith show earlier today. It was around 1230, I think. And he talked to Darren about Nick Martinez and why that deal was being held up um, or possible reasons why it's being held up. Because, you know, we after that Robert Suarez free agency move, which caught us all by surprise, really, I think, uh, after that happened, we still thought Nick Martinez was going to come back to the Padres pretty soon after that. They were just going to have to hammer out the details, the opt-out thing at 2 p.m. on Thursday. That was just kind of a timing thing. It, it was not like Nick Martinez did not want to be a Padre. It was just, I have to opt out here and we'll continue talking. Now, the sides could be continuing to talk, um, but I thought that a deal would have been done by now. So I guess that's the first topic we can get into, and we'll get to the rest later. Um, is why is this why is this deal being held up? Potentially, why is this Nick Martinez Padres deal uh, being held up? I mean, I think when you look at this, there's a variety of things. It could be total money. I think that three years, thirty million is pretty fair for Nick Martinez. Uh, so total money, it could be AAV. Like, does he want or is he, like, demanding from the Padres uh, for there to be – for him to get a higher AAV than Robert Suarez because Robert Suarez got $9.2 million per year on that five-year $46 million deal. So he wants $10 million a year or he at least wants it more. Maybe the Padres are kind of at, like, the $9 million range and it's not – too big of a gap but it's still a gap i don't know i'm just throwing out things here of why it could be a holdup um so it could be total money it could be aav compared to suarez it could be both i mean because if i were a free agent and i was a guy that wants starting pitching money which is more than relievers and i just saw my teammate go get $46 million to be a reliever for the next five years and get over $9 million a year. I want to be a starting pitcher. Starters get more money than relievers per year. So if I'm Nick, I'm probably like, hey, I was one of the most valuable players on this team this past season, just like Robert Suarez. I should get at least the same amount of money per year that Robert Suarez is going to get, especially if you're giving me a rotation spot. If I'm starting, I should be getting more money than a reliever. Maybe that's what his camp is thinking. Um, I, I think he's definitely justified to think that. Obviously, another holdup could be not just Padres related. It could be just other teams. Once that opt-out deadline hit and he opted out of the contract, and now he's a free agent, other teams can contact him. Other, other teams can say, hey, we want you. We'll give you the three-starter spot. We'll give you $10 million a year. We'll give you $12 million. I don't think they will. They would give them $12 million a team, but I'm just throwing it out there. This is an example. Yeah, we could give you X amount of money per year here. We want to give you this. Now, do you want to go back to the Padres? Now, other teams probably don't know what the Padres offer is, but they're going to make a competitive offer now. They have the right to do that. And so Nick Martinez probably doesn't feel to be, oh, there it goes again. 
Nick Martinez probably doesn't feel like he has to be in a rush to sign with the Padres because there's no deadline for it. He already, it's already past the deadline, so he can talk with other teams. He can talk with the Padres because the Padres probably are talking with a lot of different players as well. So it's not just Nick Martinez that they're focused on. So it could be a, a variety of things. Maybe the Padres want to decide on a particular player first before Martinez. Or Martinez is getting a lot of interest from other teams. There hasn't been any other teams, any other names of teams that have been reported to be interested in Martinez. But I could see teams that need starting pitching being interested in Nick Martinez. Um there's no like teams that specifically come to mind, but maybe the Yankees, if they don't want to bring back Jamison Tyone, or maybe the Blue Jays at some point, if Ross Stripling gets too expensive, he's kind of like their Nick Martinez. Um, there's, I'm sure there's a lot of teams that need starting pitching, and if Martinez wants to be a starting pitcher, I'm sure there's some teams that don't want to be paying Verlander $40 million a year. Um, they don't want to be paying Bassett 20 million a year they can probably look at nick martinez and be like well this guy was relieving last year he was getting saved sometimes he was starting games like this is a really really valuable weapon to have on our pitching staff and we can get him for half of the price of a chris bassett or half of the price maybe of a taiwan walker or a quarter of the price for verlander i mean verlander's coming off a of cy young i mean he's gonna get paid same thing you could say about like DeGrom and stuff, not the Cy Young part, but um, Verlander's probably going to win the Cy Young. DeGrom's one of the best pitchers in baseball when he's healthy, like they're going to get paid multiple years. Uh, and so Martinez at like 10 million a year, or maybe a little more than that, that's probably attractive to teams. So they don't, you know, they don't have to be paying a bunch of money for a 40 year old. Right. Um, so I think there's multiple things that are holding up a potential deal here. I think Martinez definitely is justified to think that he should get more money, at least per year, than Robert Suarez if he wants to be a starter and seeing how valuable he was last year. I think there are other teams that are very interested in Nick Martinez. Why wouldn't you be? So he's in no rush to go sign with the Padres. He's probably sitting there saying, you know what? Other teams are offering. Let's see. Let's see if we can up the Padres offer. I want to be back in San Diego. That's what Dennis told Darren Smith today on San Diego Sports 760. He was like, all along, Martinez has wanted to be a Padres. So he'll have that mentality. I want to come back to San Diego, but let's see if we can use these other teams as maybe leverage. And another team will come and maybe offer 10 million a year and the Padres are only offering 9 million or offer 11 million. The Padres are offering 10 and he can say, well, this team's offering me this and they're a contender. Can you match it? And I'll come back. Well, maybe you just earned another million dollars, you know? So I think that's part of why this holdup is happening. If you guys have thoughts on that, please let me know in the chat or if you're watching this on replay or listening to this on the podcast, platforms um you can let me know at talking friars on twitter and instagram i recommend you follow that for daily uh, padres content definitely the twitter page that's where i'm most active uh and if you're on youtube hit that subscribe button and like the video turn on notifications so you don't miss when padres content comes out
daily Padres content every day this offseason. That's my goal. Uh, I'm sure that there's some people that, you know, try to float their stuff as daily content. Well, I'm I'm trying to actually follow through on that. Um, Mike here in the chat, I try to make this very interactive as well if you're new here. Mike says, I can't imagine a team in baseball who isn't interested in Martinez. Yeah, I agree. Good, reliable pitching is just too hard to find. Yeah. I mean, I, I kind of mentioned that a, a couple minutes ago. I know that comment came in uh, recently as well. I agree with that statement. I mean, I'm sure a lot of teams will want Nick Martinez, but maybe they think that Martinez will wait on them and they want to wait on the top guys in the market. And then they'll go back to Martinez and be like, well, this is a pretty nice consolation for missing out on a bigger name starter, a bigger name pitcher. Right. So that's just kind of how I'm thinking with that. Um, I think Martinez, to me, it felt like he wanted to sign with the Padres like right now, but his agents probably like, Hey, I know you want to go back to the Padres, but let's just wait on this here for a little bit and see how the market develops. Maybe there's a team that comes in and offers you more than the Padres and you can get the Padres to up the offer. There's don't feel the urgency to sign with the Padres right now. Maybe that's what his agents telling him. I don't know who rep- I don't know who represents him, but I'm sure that's what they're thinking. So I don't, I don't think they're, they feel like they need to put pen to paper right now. Um, especially with the off season, just getting started. Um, it's kind of slow with the rumors and stuff right now. Uh, there's some Kodai Senga stuff in terms of teams being interested. And I think we can move right into that right now. John Morosi on MLB Network this morning said that the Angels, Dodgers, Rangers, Mariners, and Blue Jays have showed interest in Kodai Senga. And how this relates to Martinez is, well, the Padres are probably one of those teams that are interested in, in Senga. Now, Morosi hasn't reported the Padres, but I'm sure they've checked in. They have a history of bringing those guys from Japan over to the Padres. Martinez, Suarez, uh, Kim was, uh, he was from Korea, but they have that track record of doing that. So I'm sure they're going to be interested in Senga. So maybe the Padres, maybe it's not Martinez. Maybe it's the Padres that are wanting to wait because maybe they're getting some encouraging signs from Kodai Senga's agents and, and stuff like that that he's really interested in the Padres. Maybe they want Senga over Martinez. I mean, I know Martinez was very, very valuable to the Padres, but we don't know what the Padres front office thinks. Like, do they prioritize Martinez over Senga? I personally would, but maybe they don't. Uh, Maybe they really, really, really like Senga, and um, they're willing to wait. I don't know. But um, the Angels, I mean, yeah. I could see why they're interested. They need starting pitching. Dodgers need starting pitching. Rangers, I've heard something, I've or not heard, I've seen reports that uh, the Rangers are interested in like DeGrom and stuff. So um, they're definitely looking for starting pitching. Seattle, Toronto, Stripling's a free agent. Um, probably back end starting rotation help is what they're looking for, kind of like the Padres. So along with Martinez, or same thing, Senga and Martinez, for both of them. There are going to be plenty of teams interested in both of them. So I don't know if either are going to sign soon, 
I think Martinez, I mean, I, I thought he was going to sign right after Suarez. Like, they were going to work it out. But I don't think there's an urgency on Senga or Martinez's side of things to get a deal done, to be honest. Um, Mike says probably his last opportunity for a big contract because of his age. So why not wait it out, then give the Padres the last opportunity? Yeah, that's definitely something that could be happening where he does, again, urgency is like a key word here or lack of it. Three words, lack of urgency. He probably doesn't feel urgency right now. Um, it's early in the off season. There are other teams that can call him and uh, offer contracts or at least express their interest and he can sit on it. Um, Padres I'm sure have offered him deals, but uh, another thing, and this is an important thing on maybe why it's being held up. Maybe Nick Martinez wants those opt-outs to continue throughout this new contract because he wants the flexibility. What if he has another good year in 2023 and he can get more money on the free agent market as a solidified starting pitcher in 2000, going into 2024? Maybe he wants those opt-outs. And the Padres, they're like, we're going to be, we're giving you this money. We want you to be committed to us. We don't want those opt-outs. We want you here for three years. You sign here for three years, we want you here for those three years. We don't want you signing here for three years and having an opt-out after 2023 and then you leave it like maybe they don't want that again and maybe martinez does continue to want that so that's another holdup, possibly so um there's there's a variety of factors here on why a deal has not been done uh, hopefully a deal happens um maybe a deal happens when i'm uploading this to the podcast platforms i have no idea uh, I, again, I still think Martinez returns to the Padres. I just don't know when that's going to be. Because I, I think anyone in here who thinks that teams uh, are a lot of teams are interested in him, I I think you're right on that. I, I would agree on that. Again, sorry in the background here, my dryer's can, going on here in the garage. Hopefully, you can hear me well. Um, I'll get to the chat later here. I just want to finish up on some of these topics here that I had scheduled. So here's an interesting thing. So Matt Vaskersian on MLB Network Hot Stove, he floated the idea that Ronald Acuna Jr.'s camp thinks that Dansby Swanson gets preferential treatment from the Braves over Acuna. And if Swanson gets more money in free agency or maybe he gets a bigger contract than Ronald Acuna Jr., more than the $100 million or whatever he signed for, 10 years, $100 million. If Swanson gets that bigger contract, then Acuna's, or Acuna's camp is not going to be too happy about that. So I know this isn't Padres, but that's something to keep an eye on. Like From what I saw on social media, Matt Vaskersian has been mentioning that more than once on the air on MLB Network. So it feels like something's being fed to him, some information's being fed to him about that. So if that does happen and Dansby signs for 175 mil to the Braves or something like that, and Acuna's sitting there on 100 million and he's not happy and he thinks Dansby gets preferential treatment, is he, is he going to want out of Atlanta? I don't see that happening. He's on a contender. 
it that's his fault for signing for 10 for a hundred million dollars. Maybe he's mad that he did that, but Tatis signed. I know Tatis was 340, but he still signed early. Acuna, he signed early. Albie signed early. All these guys on the Braves, they signed early their contracts. They wanted that money. So they can't be crying now that they decided to sign it and Swanson goes to free agency and gets more than them. I think you kind of got to expect that, to be honest. So I know I saw Padres Twitter today was like, Ronald Acuna Jr., let's, Preller's going to make those phone calls. I'm sure he will. He literally kicks the tires on every little move possible. Um, free agency, trades, anything. I'm sure he's still probably calling Perry Manasian, even though Manasian has said Otani's not getting traded. He's probably still calling him up. Um, you know, Musgrove, Snell, Darvish, did we expect all three of those to happen within like a week of each other in 2021 or before the 2021 season? No, like there's so many things that you could point to. Of, Whoa, I did not expect this to happen. And it happened because A.J. Preller is our general manager. So I, I'm sure he'll kick the tires on it. Uh, I just wanted to mention it. Not for like the Padres' sake as much so. It's just an interesting thing that's happening in Major League Baseball right now. A star who might not be so happy with the Braves. I don't think it's the Braves' fault. Acuna signed it. Like, good on the Braves for going in early and getting Acuna on a bargain like that, you know? Um, if Acuna's mad at anyone, I mean, maybe it's himself or maybe it's his agent for telling him to sign that deal. He signed it. Can't be mad at the Braves for offering it, and they're not the ones that made him sign the deal. So it's interesting to keep an eye on. As for will an Acuna deal happen, or can the Padres even do that? No, I, I don't think so. I, I don't think Acuna is going to get traded to any team, and I don't think the Padres would trade for Acuna. I mean, we don't know about the Tatis situation. Jim Bowden today in the Athletic predicted Tatis to go to right field and Soto go to left. And I think Grisham in center. He didn't say Grisham, but I think that. You could have Tatis in the outfield. There's your power in the outfield. Uh, and you have Soto in the outfield as well. Hopefully for the next 12 years or whatever. A long time. Um, and prospect-wise, I mean, you gave it all up in the Juan Soto deal. And if the Padres are able to extend Juan Soto, they win the trade. I mean, yeah, you gave up Gore, you gave up a lot of pieces, Wood, Hassel, on and on. But you get one of the best hitters I've ever seen um, in a Padre uniform for the next decade, you win the deal, right? He's, he, you're contending, you get Juan Soto in your lineup. None of those guys are guaranteed to be Juan Soto, right? Um, so... I don't think Acuna would happen. I don't know if they have the prospects. I mean, yeah, Campy, okay. But then who else? Are you going to give up Jackson Merrill? You view Hassan Kim as uh, as the shortstop long-term if you're having Tatis in the outfield? I think Tatis is the long-term shortstop. Don't get me wrong. Um, but do you want to give up Merrill? I guess that's just my question do you want to give up Merrill I don't think they do especially if they're if they do lock up Soto do you feel like you have the need to get Acuna and give up Merrill and give up all that 
where Merrill could come up at some point in a few years and he would be a cheap contract, which would be huge for the Padres because they're giving a lot of money to other guys. I, I don't think they'd want to give up Merrill. And then there's other guys in the farm system, but the farm system isn't as strong as it was before that Juan Soto deal happened. Um, Acuna, I think he has like six more years of control, or the four more, and I think the, the next two are club options, so technically six. I don't think a deal happens, but that was something interesting that I saw today, uh, so I wanted to at least bring it up. Now, on to Jim Bowden. So today in The Athletic, he predicted that the Padres will re-sign or not re-sign, Jim Bowden predicted today in The Athletic that Anthony Rizzo will get a three-year deal from the Padres, and so the Padres steal Rizzo away from the Yankees, and Tatis moves to right, Soto moves to left, Kim is at shortstop. That's what he predicted. He said in the article that some of them were serious and some of them weren't so serious, but you're predicting Tatis to the outfield and Rizzo to the Padres. I mean, those are pretty serious, I think. Now, the Padres getting Rizzo. I would take him. I see someone in the comments here. I take Rizzo any day. Yeah, I take Rizzo any day as well. But does AJ Preller want to give Anthony Rizzo three years? Does he want to give the Yankees their second best draft pick, their fifth best draft pick, and a million dollars in international bonus pool money, and then give the contract to Rizzo when he could sign a guy like Jose Abreu and not have to give up any of that? I don't think so. Uh, and, th and then there's other first base options out there as well that he could get. There's also first base options via trade that he can get um, and not have to pay Rizzo. I would love to have Rizzo. I don't think that he ends up, I think he ends up probably back to the Yankees. I think the Padres are probably the second most likely landing spot for him though. Maybe they're, they're like, F this, we'll give that up for Rizzo. Sure. We're contending right now. We're trying to go all in. Rizzo wants to be on a contender. Perfect. Let's get him. But I personally think he goes back to the Yankees. The Yankees realize how important he is. And it feels like the offseason where Hal Steinbrenner, they're the Yankees owner, he's probably going to be like, I have to give, I have to bring back Rizzo and Judge. Because if I don't bring back Rizzo and Judge, what am I looking at here with this Yankees team? Who's going to be playing first? Having someone else other than Judge in right field or in center field, he was playing some center field last year. That's not great. Um, the fan base isn't going to be happy if both aren't back. Uh, you're the Yankees. Judge is the guy you pay. Rizzo is a guy that you want in that middle of that lineup. So I personally don't think that he goes to another team, but the Padres are going to show their interest. I'd be very surprised if we, if we, you know, don't see reports out there that say Padres expressing interest in Rizzo or offering something to Rizzo, maybe in the winter meetings or something. Um, so I think they'll, they're going to have interest. I don't know if they're willing to give him three years. Maybe they are, and that's what the Yankees aren't willing to do, and so the Padres get him. And the AAV doesn't have to be super high because they gave him an extra year. Uh, but that was an interesting prediction from Bowden. If they get Rizzo, right there, I mean, you want Nick Martinez back too. But then right there, 
you bring back Suarez. Let's say they bring back Martinez. You get Rizzo. That's a successful offseason right there. And you can bring back Will on a one-year deal or whatever. Uh, you can move Tatis to the outfield if you don't bring back Profar. And you can fill in the bullpen with a couple arms. You can bring up arms. You can have Reese Kinnear in the bullpen. You can have Chris Mack come back up. Um, you can get bullpen additions via trade, some small trades, kind of like the Tim Hill trade with the Royals a few years back. And now look what he's doing. Little things like that. Pedro Avila, I believe, is on the 40-man. So you can bring him up. Like, if they get Rizzo, they bring back Martinez, That how can you say that's not a successful offseason? So, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I think if they get a Brayu and bring back Martinez, I'd, I'll say the same thing. It's a successful offseason. Um, look, this offseason for the Padres, it's about filling holes uh, and making upgrades in some spots, but really just filling the holes because you're getting an upgrade bringing back Tatis. Hopefully he stays healthy. You're getting 40 home runs into your lineup. Now, I don't know what he's going to look like after the surgeries and stuff, but he hit over 40 home runs. He led the National League at home runs in 2021 while he missed some time with the shoulder subluxations. So you're already getting power back into the lineup. You don't need multiple power bats, I don't think. I think it's one nice, really nice power bat, a Brayer or Rizzo or an outfielder or someone via trade, and then you bring back Martinez, you get uh, some five-starter and... Obviously, you bring back something for, you know, bench depth, but it's not going to have to be ridiculous money-wise. And there's your offseason. Um, so, in terms of, so we talked about Rizzo there, uh, about Tatis moving to right and Soto going to left, as that's one of Bowden's predictions. I, I don't, I'm not opposed to that. I, I think Tatis is the long-term shortstop. Like Hassan Kim, I don't see him being the long-term shortstop for the Padres for a decade. Um, I think Crony's more likely staying here long-term than Kim with his flexibility and, you know, play first, second, short, can do really anything. Um, where was I going with this? So long-term, Tatis, shortstop. But as for this year, I'm open to him being in the outfield, definitely. Like, this year... You can make the argument your best version is Tatis, Soto, Grisham in the outfield. Manny, Kim, while you have him under contract for, I think it's, is it this year? He's under one more year. We might have him for two more, 2023 and 2024. I don't have, I'm not looking at his contract right now. But yeah, Manny, Kim, Crony, and first baseman, or DH, have those guys. You don't bring back Profar. He doesn't have the power. You have Tatis substitute or replace Profar for power. You upgrade there, and you get an upgrade with uh, the lineup, first base DH, and you have Kim's defense at short, and hopefully he gets more power. Um, you know, he gets stronger this offseason, has more power. Like uh, that might be their best. That might be the best version of the Padres. So I would, I I think. It would be dumb to not at least think about it. I understand people that want Tatis to be the shortstop. And he's like, well, well, they probably, you guys who think Tatis should be the shortstop this year, have the opinion of Kim. Yeah, he was great replacing Tatis, but Tatis is the shortstop. We didn't sign him to play the outfield. But 
I, I agree with that opinion. We didn't sign him to play the outfield, but he can play the outfield for a year. He's coming back from a suspension. He let his team down in 2022. I think he'll be open to playing the out, playing the outfield, gaining teammates' trust back. If that's what can improve the Padres' chances of winning, I think he's going to do it. In any year of the contract, 2023 is the year that he'll be okay with doing what the Padres ask. Because he needs to earn their trust back. He, he'll he be happy to just be on the field, I think. And you, you know he'll be at the top of the order. So, he was playing some outfield, you know, before he um, had the suspension, as he was rehabbing. And I think it would be dumb to not at least think about that. Those are my thoughts on that. Um, all right. Let's go to the chat to end this. But first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, let's get to the rest of the chat here. Not a lot of people in here today, but I appreciate you guys being in here with me live. Uh, Kirsten says, let's go, Merrill, future Padres, yeah, Lesko I didn't even mention as you know, you were talking about Acuna there. I don't think Acuna's happening. Uh, I, I I think it's like a 0.9% chance of happening or a 1% chance of happening because it is Preller. Like, I'll give him that, but you gave up everything for Soto. You, all, you go all in trying to extend Juan Soto. Um, yeah, with Lesko, I mean, he had the Tommy John. I don't think he pitched this year because he's still recovering. He might be ready to go for next year. He's still a while away. He might come in like the last year, last couple years, maybe of Musgrove's contract, that five-year contract. Uh, so he's a ways away. Merrill, maybe a couple years, maybe 2024. That might be the his expected arrival time. Um but yeah, I, I hope they're future Padres. Yeah, Preller's made a lot of trades. He's made a lot of trades to improve this roster, and uh, he traded away a lot of prospect capital. So you would think at some point he's going to develop these guys and they're going to um, you know, be at the big league level and impact this big league team, be cheap contracts for the team, just be team-friendly deals and impact the Padres. You know, Like Abrams was up here. And if he wasn't going to be traded, they would have developed him, I think. Um, probably would have been a bench piece, but they would have continued to try to develop him. And if Gore wouldn't have been traded, he would have been in the rotation this year. But they dealt him. So you would think at some point, hopefully Soto's here still, because he was extended when Lesko and Merrill come up, if they're still in the organization. Uh, do Zertry 619 asks, is Bell your DH that would give Rizzo rest and also be a switch hitter? I don't think that would be the case. I think if Rizzo comes to the Padres, they just have an alternating, or not alternating, a rotating DH. Because Bell, I mean, I'm seeing some projections where he's going to get like $40 million. 
And if that's the case, you're not giving 40 million to Bell and 40 million to Rizzo or 36 million to Rizzo, whatever it is. So I think it's one or the other. And I think the Padres would probably prefer Rizzo, even if that means giving up stuff. You know, the, the million dollars, the two draft picks, because Rizzo's the better player. Um, and Bell's probably going to cost more years. They probably want the shorter term guy there. Just really go all in the next couple years. Uh, as for who the DH would be, I mean, Fernando's going to DH some. They're not going to play him in the field every day when he comes back. They can bring back Will the DH sometimes. Um, Alfar is probably going to get non-tendered or traded by November. I think that's 18th. So is that Friday? Um, but Campy can DH, but he's also the backup catcher. They'll probably bring in another bat. I think Trey Mancini, I'd love to see him as a Padre. Um, there's other options out there. Mitch Hanniger, um, JD Martinez, he's like the real DH in, on the free agent market. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think he's still going to get a good amount of money, but there, there's other, like they could bring in a corner outfielder to platoon him with someone else in the outfield and have him DH sometimes. Or bring in a low-cost first baseman, which I think would be Myers, and platoon him and have him DH sometimes. But if you get Rizzo, like, you get power. You got Rizzo and Tatis coming back. Like, that is an improved lineup. Cameron says, I heard Kim will be in San Diego mid-January and will work out with Machado. See, that's... I think that's cool. One, that Manny is still in San Diego. I know he obviously has, I think he lives in Coronado where pretty much all the players do. Um, he usually trains in Miami. I had his trainer on, Manny Machado's trainer, last offseason. Uh, and I'll probably try to get him on again to see just an update on Manny um, and what they're doing this offseason. Um, but usually he goes back to Miami and trains there in the offseason. So if he's going to stay in San Diego, I mean, that's encouraging, right? You know, with this all this opt-out stuff after 2023, I I don't think he's going to opt-out, but the opt-out is there because if he has a great season, usually that person opts out, that player opts out, right? But I'm hoping he does something like Nolan does, and he's like, I want to be here. We haven't won a cha- – I mean, if they win a championship in 2023 – Manny can do whatever the heck he wants. But if they don't win one in 2023, hopefully he has the same mentality as Nolan and says, look, I'm getting paid a lot of money here. I appreciate the commitment that this team has made to trying to win. I appreciate the commitment that they have made towards me and my family. I'm comfortable here. I'm going to stay here and opt in and be in San Diego for the rest of my career. And hopefully he goes into the Hall of Fame as a Padre, you know. Um, so, I mean, I don't take a whole lot away from Kim and Manny working out together, but I mean, it's cool. They're teammates. That's what you want to see. Um, oh, sorry here. Yeah. In the chat. Yo, what does, what's up, Ben? I missed your point about why Nick Martinez sit you. Oh, about the Nick Martinez situation. It says about why Nick Martinez situation care to fill me in. So I was just talking about, you can go listen to this on the podcast or the replay on YouTube here. Um, but 
I was just filling people in as to why Nick Martinez has not agreed to a deal with the Padres yet. I think it's based on a variety of factors. I think maybe he doesn't feel an urgency to sign with the Padres now because he doesn't have a deadline. There are other teams that are probably very interested in Nick Martinez. Maybe they're giving him more per year than the Padres. He wants to go back to the Padres. So he's taking those offers back to the Padres, but the Padres are thinking it over and they don't want to offer him that much money per year. Or maybe other teams are offering four years and the Padres want to offer three years. Maybe he saw the Robert Suarez contract of 46 million. And he's like, you got to give me more than that, or at least give me more than the 9.2 million per year that Robert Suarez got. I'm a starter. I want starter money. I was very valuable to this team in 2022. So I need to get more money. I feel like I deserve more money. There's other teams out there that are willing to give me more money. I don't know that as a fact, but I'm just bringing it up as that's probably why one of one of the reasons why a deal has not happened. Maybe Nick Martinez wants opt-outs, wants to continue having that flexibility because what if he signs for $9 million a year this year as a starter, he stays healthy all year and pitches great. And he can opt out and go get 12 or 13 million per year next year. Maybe he wants that, but the Padres don't want those opt outs, right? I wouldn't want the opt outs from Nick Martinez. I want Nick Martinez here for the next three years or four years or however long I give him because the Padres are trying to go all in and he can really help this team win, whether that's starting or in the bullpen for years to come. And he, he works out, he's in good shape. Like he seems like someone kind of like Musgrove that he'll be able to stay healthy. So I think there's a variety of factors why Nick Martinez has not reached a deal yet. I still do think that he comes back to the Padres. I just don't know when. So those are pretty much what I, the main topics I wanted to touch on today. Episode 279, Talking Friars. Thank you so much for watching or listening. I'll be back tomorrow, probably. Uh, it is awards week, so I'll definitely be back Thursday reacting to the Manny Machado uh, MVP. Hopefully he wins. I, I don't expect him to win, but hopefully he gets it. That award's being announced Thursday. I don't think the Padres are up or in the running for any other awards. There's Rookie of the Year today. I think Manager of the Year tomorrow, Cy Young Wednesday. So Thursday is the big day awards for the Padres wise after obviously like the Silver Sluggers that they won last week. Um, but yeah. Expect more Padres content, daily Padres content here on the Talking Friars YouTube channel. Thank you so much for tuning in on the podcast platforms. I'll see you guys later. Have a good one.